Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Body Bags with Joseph Scott Morgan. Historically, when we think of the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, it kind of begins and ends with the shooting and subsequent death of Abraham Lincoln at the hands of John Wilkes Booth. But, you know, there were other people involved in this plot to kill the president other than John Wilkes Booth. One in particular uh, was a fellow uh, who was named Lewis Powell. And Lewis Powell, on the same night that Lincoln was assassinated at Ford's Theater, was given the assignment, he was part of the conspirators, to kill the Secretary of State, William Seward. William Seward was in his home in Washington. He had a neck brace on. He had been involved in a carriage accident some days earlier. And he was bedridden. And Lewis Powell made his way into Seward's bedroom with a knife. After he had pushed past the maitre d' in the house, had attacked. And when he made his way to William Seward's bed, he began stabbing him over and over again. The only thing that saved Seward's life was the fact that he had this neck brace in and he was trying to stab him in the neck. Lewis Powell eventually fled from Seward's home and ran into the streets. And I quote, screaming, I'm mad. I'm mad. And I don't mean mad like angry. I mean, like he's saying that he's crazy. 
on today's case on body bags, we're going to talk about a woman who was actually saying something very similar to what Lewis Powell said all those years ago. She said, I'm a murderer. I'm a murderer. And you know what? That was confirmed when the police entered into the home of her mother and found not just the greatly traumatized body of her mother, but they were staring at something, something that was staring back at them, her mother's eyes that had been removed and placed on a cardboard box adjacent to her remains. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags. There's something about anything affecting my sight. I've always had to wear glasses. I say always. I guess since I was about 11, I've worn glasses. I've always wanted to be freed from this prison (laughs) of eyewear. And anything that has to do with eyes always unnerves me. And this case caught my attention because it's recently been adjudicated and I was just fascinated by it. I think not just the trauma, but the anatomy of this. How, how is this even possible for someone to do it? How is it possible for somebody to actually have the will to do this to your own mother? It's not like she shot her to death. This is the stuff of horror movies, Dave. This story begins with a phone call from Camille Bala actually calls a coworker and says, hey, you need to come over here. I, I need help. I've just, I think I've just killed my mother. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I, I think, Yeah, I, I think, I think I've just killed my mother. It's not a definitive statement. Yeah, I have killed my mother. It's like you pause for a second and you, you talk about madness. Right. You begin to consider what's being implied there. Okay, I'm calling my coworker to come over and, okay, here, here's my statement to you. I think I've killed my mother. Please come over here and give me a a confirmation. Right. Can you confirm that I have either killed my mother or haven't killed my mother? And you ask, you know, what what could be the driver behind this, that your perception of reality is is something that is... Altered? It's it's uh, yeah, it is altered, an altered state, if you will. I, I love that. I submit to you that the reason that not many people have heard of this case is because the perpetrator has been cooling her heels in jail since 2018. In county jail. In county jails, not not even prison. She's right. in a county jail. County jail is different than being in prison. Yeah, being in prison, you have certain. Uh, well, you have a, you have access to so many different things. It's prison is is a life. You have a prison life. You have access to TV and things uh, that you don't have in a county jail. Uh, I'm not Law saying county, library, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, just everything is different. It because it's made prison is you've gone through the system. You've been sentenced. You're going to be here for a couple of years. This is your life. Whereas county jail could be anything from somebody who got a DUI last night to somebody who got into a bar fight to somebody who didn't pay enough tickets and they're all lumped together, all lumped together. And you never know. It's, it's a mixed bag. You never know what's, what's going to be in there. And just so folks know, I, you know, I've, I've over the course of my career as a professor, I've had students that have started out 
right out of college working in jails uh, because they're trying to get on with whatever police department mm-hmm. or sheriff's office. And it's amazing the stories I've heard about their time spent working at a county correctional facility. Some of the individuals that would be in jail either being, and this is the way it generally spins out, they're either being held um, for a number of medical reasons, perhaps, uh, or they're there. I know in one set of circumstances, I had a student that was working at a county jail that had been reserved, part of been reserved by the feds because they were keeping people there for protective custody. Right. And so you've got this gamut, you know, uh, this population when you, you look at this thing and you're thinking, Oh my God. And, and here, here's, here's the really interesting thing, Dave, when Camille Bala was initially arrested for, this brutal homicide of her mother. Um, she was charged with first degree premeditated murder day. And in Florida, that's, that's a ticket. That's, that's a one way ticket to the death house. You know, that's, that's a capital offense. And so that's a, it's interesting uh, that she's been, You've got this person that has at least the authorities thought at the time that this is so egregious, that it's so over the top, that we're going to hook her up on charges for first degree premeditated, and we're going to keep her in the county jail since 2018? That's a that that's that's kind of a, a hard thing to digest. There's kind of a Paul Harvey here. Now you know the rest of the story. There's got to be more. I don't know what it is, but any way you look at it, any way you look at somebody sitting in county jail for five years is a long stretch. Now, not that she doesn't deserve it or anything else. It's just weird. It's just an odd amount of time to spend in a county lockup when you're not dealing with a conspiracy. You're not dealing with any other people that are you know, part of this. You're the sole person responsible for the crime you're accused of. And again, they can't move it along to get you to trial. There, there just has to be more. But they're not letting us know. They're not letting us know a lot of things. Even right now, Joe, when we started off by saying she doesn't, she calls a coworker and says, I think I might have just killed my mother. The coworker then calls 911 and says, Meet me over here. Because, or that's actually one story says she called on the way. Another story says she called when she got there. But either way you look at it, it was the coworker that called 911. And made the claim that her friend believes she has killed her mother. I can't imagine being the co-worker and showing up. And when the co-worker arrived, Camille was actually perched on the front steps of her mama's house, covered in blood. Can you imagine rolling up to that disaster? And it's at that point in time that I think the co-worker called 911. And when the cops rolled up... When the cops rolled up, she looked at the cops, handed them a bloody set of keys, and started screaming, I'm a murderer. I'm a murderer.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. When the first deputy rolls up to this scene that he's been summoned to, and and by the way, this is this is the home of Francesco Montiero Bala, who is the mother of Camille Bala. This is her home. It's a nice, very nice home. You know, when this deputy rolls up, not only is she screaming that she's a murderer, she's a murderer, she looks at the deputy and then says, and this is what we actually call a spontaneous admission, investigators will, and whatever you do, you don't stop anybody when they're in the midst of this. She says, I killed my mother and I need help. And that's when, you know, she hands over the keys and she points to the garage. I cannot imagine being the deputy and making entry into this home because, you know, at this point, just so folks understand the deputy because this is, at this point in time, this is still a welfare check because the deputy has to confirm that they have someone deceased. Now, you have somebody that's saying, I killed my mother, I killed my mother, but they still have to go in and confirm that this is what happens. This doesn't mean that they're going in to actually search or conduct uh, a detailed investigation. When 
when this deputy walks in and he goes into that garage, he, he just absolutely is witness to a bloodbath. And, and there was literally dynamic blood distribution on the walls all over the place in the garage and within the house itself. Then there's, there's a, you know, there's a, a, a box not too far away from the body, a cardboard box. And he sees something on it. That's when he calls CID and they roll the homicide detectives out there. When the deputy gets there and you've got this person who is uttering, uh, by the way, she was also talking out of her mind and saying things under her breath that didn't make sense. They knew something obviously was amiss. She's covered in blood. She is also wounded, by the way. And I'm talking about Camille Bala. When the deputies are walking through their house, there was blood spatter everywhere. What's the difference between splatter and spatter? Yeah, with both of these terms, one is an action word and one is a, a deposition word. Traditionally, what the deposition of blood, how, it's, how it is defined and how it's defined linguistically, when you talk about the spattering of blood, S-P-A-T-T-E-R, you're talking about small particulate bits of blood or tissue that are uh, deposited in a wide range of area. But when you think about the word splatter, that's a combination of, and spatter came before splatter, all right, linguistically, historically it did. And so when you think about splatter, that's a combination, you ready for this, of the words splatter, spatter and splash and and splatter has always had the connotation that you're talking about if i took a a bucket of paint or you know a container of blood and just kind of tossed it everywhere that would be splatter all right whereas if you have like spatter and you have uh have a dynamic event like a gunshot wound where they're adjacent to a wall and you get these kind of fine particulate bits of blood that are kind of satellited out all over the place because you know the high velocity nature of it it causes it to be smaller then that would be spatter now some people have interpreted these two words differently as one is an action word and one is actually a definitive uh, word that's used as a noun, you know, like that is in fact splatter there as opposed to spatter or conversely. So people get these confused all the time. The news media in particular get them confused, but they do traditionally have two distinct meanings. And in a case like this, where you're not necessarily talking about a high-velocity event because we do know that an edged weapon is involved in this case. So you're not going to have that huge dynamic event where you have this big bolt spray uh, unless you clip an artery, and it's still not going to look like a high-velocity spray. You're going to be seeing these big swaths of blood all over the place. You'll have – because – I I can only imagine that Camille, since she's done this deed to her mother, where she's got, the mother has got multiple uh, injuries and they're calling some of these, again, this is very confusing because they're using the term laceration in Francesca's uh, description of Francesca's injuries. They're saying that some of these 
our lacerations. Well, what have we, what have we talked about on body bags for multiple episodes now relative to lacerations? Lacerations are not commonly termed as sharp force injuries. Those come about as a result of blunt force injuries. So it's, it's very interesting, the language that's involved in here. But suffice it to say this, uh, there was an effuse amount of blood at the scene, as you can expect, because the mother has been, has been cut, at least we know. The skin has been opened on her face, her neck, her chest, her abdomen. And oh, by the way, her eyes are no longer indwelling in their sockets. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma 
delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go play. You examine this case, look at it very carefully, and you begin to understand that there has to be some kind of motivating impetus behind a daughter's desire to absolutely wreck her mother. And, and could it, and, and yeah, I, I've worked cases, Dave, where you have a lot of rage on the part of a child where you have, uh, what's it called, a uh, uh, parasite, where you have the child that kills the parent. Um, and I've had some that were absolutely brutal. Got to tell you, I, 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 to the best of my recollection, I've never worked a case involving a child where uh, they did this kind of disfigurement. Uh, to to a loved one or specifically to a parent, there's got to be more at work here. When the deputy finds his way in the garage, he has to go through the house, and the, he talks about the blood splatter everywhere, lots of blood in this house, and traces it all the way to the garage. There's like a trail of blood all the way through the house leading to the garage where we find the victim, uh, Francesca Montero Bala, She's 57 years old at the time of her death. She has been cut up. It has been a it has to have been a monstrous fight. Her daughter is screaming, I'm a murderer, and she's got cuts on her hands. Right. It, so much so that even for her first court appearance, the daughter's hand was totally wrapped up in gauze from a trip to the hospital. And yet the one thing that you or I and anybody else I know is going to take away from this is that as the deputy is looking at the deceased victim, he looks up because there's trauma to her eyes and he looks up and on a box several feet away are two eyeballs. Yeah. I can only imagine this is going to be a shocking thing to see. I don't know how an eyeball can even come out of the socket, how big it is. I know all I know is I can't figure it out sitting here looking at you. How is it? How does it come out? How can you take an eyeball out? From this perspective, it's very difficult. And I have removed eyes, but I have done them in the morgue and I, I'd never go in anteriorly and take them out of the socket. Okay. Really? Uh, wait no. a minute. So you wouldn't wait. You wouldn't. You got the head laying there. You would yeah. not just pull it out. No, 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 no way. Uh-uh. I would go in first off. If in in the cases of a homicide uh, where we're doing an autopsy, we're going to take off the skull cap. And when you take off the skull cap, which is actually referred to as the calvarium, when you pop that thing off after you've used the the agitating saw, the striker saw, <clears throat> you've taken out the brain. When you're looking at the floor of the skull, there is almost a shelf 
that is right behind the frontal bone and it's very thin and doctors will describe it, the thickness of it. And this is how fragile, just point of order here. So people understand how fragile your skull is. It is the floor of the skull right there has a translucence that is equivocal to an eggshell. Now, if that doesn't terrify you, <laughs> that's you what know, my people, eye is sitting in. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, and it's it's in a socket. Okay, don't yeah. get me wrong. It's actually you know this this socket that you have. You hear about your eye sockets, uh, where you have uh, super and suborbital ridges, you know, above and below, and it makes up the socket. But behind, you know, you've got a major optic nerve, which is you know people think of nerves and they think that you can't see them but you have the optic nerves that run into the back of the eye that they, they look like the the only way i can really describe it, it's kind of interesting they look like little white cables like you would think that are going into the back of the eye so those have to be trimmed away and then there's muscle and ligament attachments for the eyeball itself and so we would cut through the floor of that shelf that's right above the eye and we can take it out more gently and you can appreciate it. You say, well, what, Morgan, why would you need to do that? Well, if we're tracking gunshot wounds many times that are passing through the head, you want to be able to appreciate the eye. And there's any number of other reasons. Also, if if the floor of the skull is fractured beneath that level, have you seen people that have been either had like uh, nose jobs? You've seen somebody that has been in a fight where they've had a broken nose, I've broken my nose multiple times over, you get bilateral raccoon eyes. And what happens is the floor is so fragile in there that you get this buildup of, of, of blood and hemorrhages in there. And it takes a while for it to recede, you know. Um, but we would go in posteriorly and interiorly and posteriorly to remove the eye that way. The fact that this daughter, obviously she didn't open up the skull, right? She actually goes in anteriorly and rips the eye out. You hear about eye gouging and this sort of thing. Well, it's one thing to gouge an eye because an eye, if you're in a fight and you kind of, and you can blind somebody by doing it. Don't get me wrong. And please, for God's sakes, nobody try this. But if, you know, you see in movies and whatnot, well, people are trying to defend themselves um, where they're, they're eye striking or sticking their thumbs in people's eyes. Yes that can be a catastrophic event, but you don't think of the eye actually being removed. It would take work and it would take a, a significant amount of trauma because the eye is anchored in the rear. There are actually, and on the sides and on the top with these little muscular attachments, there's ligament attachments that are there and it's holding the eye in place. And it is so complex that if everybody listening to me right now, will just think about keeping your head static and not moving your head, but looking left or right or up or down with your eyes, that's controlled by these muscles that are indwelling. The eye is a fascinating thing. The fact that the daughter went in and probably used an instrument, I can't imagine that she would use her finger to do this. I guess she could have, but we do believe that she had some type of knife because they allude to this and essentially kind of cut around, well, how would you get it out? Because you have to get past not just these muscular attachments. You got to get past the eyelids. There's two of them, right? The upper and the lower. Right. You've got to manipulate all of this. And here's the other thing. How can you be so very numb to all of this in the midst of this? 
and you look down and you're doing, you're perpetrating, let me say that, this act upon the mother who we can only assume at some point in time gazed upon her daughter with these same eyes, maybe in a loving manner, I don't know. And now you're taking them out? How, how could she be that numb to it, Dave? Well, what we've been told is that Camille Bala claims to have smoked marijuana prior to this incident and believes that it had been laced with Flocka or something along those lines. For those who don't know what Flocka is, it has... If you've heard of PCP, which you, you know, angel dust, where somebody would have superhuman strength and be totally out of control and didn't resemble the person you know, that type of behavior that is consistent with PCP is also consistent with Flocka. And at the time this happened in 2018, the state of Florida was dealing with a huge rise in Flocka and bath salts related events like this where people were eating the faces off of other people. I'm not saying that as a joke. That's not a term. I mean, physically eating faces off of human beings that are alive. So when you take it to this level, I didn't know what all it took to get an eyeball out, Joe. I really didn't even have yeah. a clue. Yeah, and she, she freely admits to the police that she has smoked marijuana. They did find rolling papers there. And that she believed, I guess this is after she's beginning to, you know, the high is resolving in her, that she thinks that it was laced with Flocka or PCP. Uh, And it turns out, I think that it probably was PCP, but back to... Back to Flocka. Flocka, people get it confused sometimes with PCP because it's actually called PVP. Uh, It's actually uh, alpha PVP. Um, And it it puts the individual into uh, a a hallucinogenic state. And, you know, we've seen all kinds of things. Certainly, uh, you know, back in the day, we had people that were, they they would smoke, marijuana joints that were laced with PCP Um, in New Orleans for a period of time. When I first started my career down there, um, you could buy those on the street and they were actually referred to as here's a weird name. I've never heard it anywhere else either. They would refer to them on the street as clickums. And um, there were people that were lacing things with PCP actually knew of cases where they were lacing them with formaldehyde and, and smoking them. Um, and they're trying to, they were trying to arrive at this kind of uh, hypnotic or hallucinogenic state that marijuana does not afford. Um, and it drives them to another level when you're talking about Flocka, which by the way, is created in a laboratory. It is a designer drug. There were actually cases, you know, you mentioned that, uh, there were people, uh, I remember one case, I think it was from 2012, where you did, in fact, I think it was a young woman that actually began to gnaw the face off of some homeless guy, you know, when all this happened. But here's the real interesting, uh, from a relationship uh, point of view, and kind of gives you an idea, idea how it was viewed on the street. Flocka was actually referred to as 
cannibal dust and PCP refer to as angel dust, which is, is quite fascinating. PCP had been around, and it's actually an equine drug. It's used with horses, um, and it had been around forever and ever. So somehow, you know, you think about, well, okay, if that's the case, was she in such, and here's our word that you used just a moment ago, our words, was she in such an altered state that, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe she thought that her mother was a monster or whatever the case might be. But I find it very interesting that the authorities first charged her with, uh, they hung uh, premeditated first degree, and now they reduced this thing to a manslaughter charge. That's That's kind of telling. Premeditated first degree is needle in the arm. Yeah, yeah, you're in. That's a capital offense, particularly in Florida. You know where uh, they, you know, more so than any other state. You know, well, maybe other than Texas, and maybe Oklahoma. uh, Those three are, you know, they're going to use death penalty. They've got it in place, and they use it. Taking it from the harshest possible sentence, the death sentence is is so severe, so final that it is automatically, immediately appealed. Yet they negotiate this down to manslaughter. It it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It it really doesn't. And so to me, from a clinical standpoint, you have to think that she was probably assessed and they felt as though that drugs had so much of an effect on her relative to what had occurred that they could justify in their minds of reducing this. Because, Dave, this is this is so incredibly over the top, and this goes along with one of my hypotheses. You know, out of all these cases I cover, not just with body bags but on television, it seems like the more egregious the crime is many times, there's a higher likelihood that some kind of psychopathy or drug-related you know, drug-induced psychosis is going to come into play because I think that people in the legal world, they look at it and say, well, what are the reasonable conclusion could you arrive at other than she was impacted by this in some way? But this is, this is quite fascinating. In addition to, in addition to her mother being found in this state, she had also written these religious notes that were found lying about. Um, and it had to do with uh, uh, purification through death and these sorts of things. And I can only imagine when you look at um, look at these items of evidence at the scene, um, one of the things that's going to stand out to you is that dependent upon when she wrote them, um, uh, these things are going to be blood saturated as well. And any kind of instrument that she used, whether it's a crayon or a pen or a pencil. And, and here's, here's one more little tidbit. There's broken glass throughout the house, which is believed to have been the source for these cuts that the perpetrator had on her. So to make matters more complicated, looking at this from a forensic standpoint, you're going to have commingling of the daughter's blood with the mother's blood at the scene. It's quite the fascinating case, but you know, at the end of the day, I think that she's not going to spend that much time in jail. Dave. No, she was sentenced to 10 years, but actually Joe, we mentioned this earlier. She, she spent five years in County jail. Uh, and as I mentioned, I'm not saying anybody should feel sorry for her about this, but County jail 
is an uncomfortable situation for an extended period of time. If you're there for a few days awaiting something, that's one thing. But they don't put people in county jail to spend years. You do right. that at the prison level. And that's why I mean, she spent five years in actually five and a half years happened in March of 2018. And she has not since she got out of the hospital with the wounds on her hands fixed. She's been in county jail since then. And now that they have done the Senate, she pleaded guilty. Ultimately, um, she pleaded guilty to the manslaughter charge. It was a negotiated plea. Circuit Judge Jeffrey Gillen sentenced her to 15 years in prison, followed by 15 years of probation. But she's getting credit for the 2,083 days that she spent in county jail since her arrest. So she will be out of prison in less than 10 years. You take the measure of that and you think about what she had done to her mother, the trauma that she subjected her mother to. I guess the one thing I wonder and the one thing that I will always be curious about in this case is did her mother suffer? I think that I would look back at that and say, yeah, she would have had to have suffered. I just hope that her death was quick. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Back. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.